This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. Just like our story today, G.I. Joe, wherever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. You know, you think, is that because he's causing it? That's what I thought. Like, yeah, I was like, probably. yeah, it could be because in this case, they're hiring a nine-year-old to handle some of their missions. So, yeah, this is, we read through this once before for people who are new to the show. Last episode, tune in, check it out. Yep. You can go find it. And it's in the archives. This is unlike any choose your own adventure book that we've read yeah. because you have to come up, you come up, well, you'll see, but we come up with a strategy before we even go. And then at yeah. that point, you're kind of stuck to that strategy, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. The, uh, yeah. The the book, I almost said the game, the book, these books are very gamey. The book doesn't let you go like, oh man, you done messed up. Go back to the boardroom and <laughs> no. Yeah. Once you've done that, you're just like. There's, yeah, you're right. There's only two choices, essentially, but I, right. there's a little deviation after that, but not much. Not much. Once you're on that track, you're kind of on that track. If, yeah. If yeah. choose your own adventure, if you could picture the tree in your head, it's like, boop, 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 boop. Like, there, there, it starts, and there's all these choices right out there's, of the gate. Yeah, there's many branches. <laughs> yeah. G.I. Joe's like a fork, like, 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 a, like, a tuning, <laughs> yeah. like a tuning fork. It's like, tuning fork. Ah. yeah. You pick two, one of these two, yeah, and that's what you're stuck with, kid. I wonder if all the books are like that. This is the first one, so and there's this is find your fate. There's a like take ten of them total. Well, yeah. we got I got another one. We'll have to tackle another one later and see if that's the case. Well, I wonder. I just wonder if it is that way. I mean, in this one, they have the wherewithal to make a nine year old their uh, their strategic planner for <laughs> yeah. their mission. So it's like, well, maybe so. Why? Why not? Oh. But yeah, we should just dive right in, I suppose. I um, Should we? Uh, yeah, here we go. Do you want me to start this one off, Lee? Go ahead and start this one, and then I'll, I'll, I'll right. go first on the next one. Here we go. Last time I read this, I had uh, Sweet Pit Vipers on, but I don't have those here. No. Here we go. Welcome to the pit! Oh, yes. The, under the underground headquarters of the G.I. Joe is your new home. Where are you getting mail? New G.I. Joe headquarters. Where does exactly. Santa come when it's Christmas time for you? G.I. Joe headquarters. In when the you pit. misbehave in school and the teacher has to send home a note, it's going to the pit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's because you are about to become the newest member of the G.I. Joe team. All they have to do is haze you and <laughs> to make you one of their own. <laughs> To drink oh, a man. jug of this mystery liquid. Your code name, Wise Guy, because nobody likes, nobody hates a, a smart ass nine year old. <laughs> Your major talent, to think fast and make wise decisions under pressure. The perfect job for a nine year old. Of course. Your assignment, strategy specialist. 
a special G.I. Joe squad is about to go into action. The mission will not be an easy one. As strategy specialist, it will be up to you to make sure it is a successful one, meaning nobody dies. <laughs> Read the direction at the bottom of each page, then make your decision about what to do next. If you make the right decisions, the team will... There was no wrong decisions. There's just different decisions. Different Why decisions. Why you got to do yes, this? Yes. 1980s, man. You're either right or you're wrong. Get out, kid. <laughs> you're right. Um, if you Come make on, the right kid. decisions... Come on, kid. Quit being wrong all the time. <laughs> the team will score a triumph over the <laughs> evil forces of Cobra, and you will be recognized as a hero. If you make the wrong choices, you'll wish you never joined the team. I'm already starting to. I'm already oh, starting yeah. to wish that. I think you already are. <laughs> Good luck, soldier. Begin your mission on page one. Here we go. There's the boardroom. Everybody's yes. looking professional. <laughs> on a Sunday morning, just like today. Sunday morning. Can you move any faster, Ripcord? What's your problem? Did you jump out of too many airplanes without a parachute? Blowtorch, right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. It's too He's early already for this, dude. Stirring the pot. It's too early. We haven't had coffee yet, speaking of which. Yeah, there you go. my morning juice. Mm. Some go juice. This is not coffee, kids. Oh, Jesse mm. in the chat. This place is the pits. Oh, there we go. The Puninator. Where's the fire, Blowtorch? Ripcord has the worst comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the fire, Blowtorch? She's like, oh, that wasn't good. Uh, uh. Uh, he he didn't go to correspondence course for insults like we did. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't go to sweet clapback school like Jesse did. He didn't go to the yeah. the yeah. sweet like, oh, you got, you, you know, I got, you know, you always got to have one ready to go, man. Yeah, Jesse always does. Where's the fire, Blowtorch? You know where that comes from, by the way, real quick, everybody? Merciless uh -huh. bullying. That's what that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's what that comes from. Let's see, look at it right out of the gate. Jesse, he's fired. See? He's fired. Bop, yep. Bop, yep. Bop. See? It's Sunday morning. It's Jesse's Sunday morning. just Jesse's tooling around with a cup of coffee in his pajama pants still. He's still ready to go. He's still firing him off. Oh, firing him off. Oh, okay. And if you, oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> exactly. He really got his ash kicked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man. I regret nothing. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> Where's the fire, Blowtorch? Ripcord replies with the worst comeback ever. The other G.I. Joes laugh because they feel bad for him. And <laughs> this is all he's got. You're walking through the second level of the pit toward the briefing room. It's 0600 hours on Sunday morning. It's six in the morning on Sunday. What sort of monster? Six in the morning. Six in the morning. Oh, 0600? On Sunday morning. You can understand why your fellow G.I. Joes are a bit edgy. Why has Duke, your sergeant, called who took a snake to the heart in the G.I. Joe movie? Let's not forget. Pour one out for poor, poor Duke. It must be important. Gotta be Do you remember Duke. that when he, when he took a snake to the heart? You remember yeah. that? It's like, blap. I was like, there's so much blood <laughs> in this movie. Snake to the heart. A meeting on Sunday morning. I know, right? This is a, I'd rather take a snake to the heart than this meeting. You enter the low-ceilinged room and take your place around the long table. 
There are there are seven of you waiting in silence for Duke to enter. Hey, I smell smoke, Mutt cries, jumping up from his seat. What's burning in here? Smells like burning rubber, Airtight says, with a peculiar grin on his face. It's my boot, Mutt cries. He begins stamping his foot, trying to put out the fire. Airtight, you idiot. This is no time for your stupid practical jokes, because lighting your friends on fire is funny, kids. It's the 80s. It's the 80s. Do it. Light your kid. <laughs> Light your friends on fire. G.I. Joe, setting the bad example. Whenever there's trouble, <laughs> G.I. Joe yeah. certainly oh, yeah. is there. Is there to put out Airtight. the fire? <laughs> <laughs> they put out the fire that they started. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> that they um, started. Airtight. Airtight falls off his chair laughing. The other G.I. Joes are laughing too, mainly because it didn't happen to them, and they're glad that, that they're not that guy. Blowtorch doesn't laugh. Fire is not a joking matter to him. <laughs> Jeez, such a bad... Wow. Mutt yeah. angrily leaps at Airtight, but Snake Eyes pulls him back with a simple flick of the wrist. You shouldn't play jokes on Mutt, you tell Airtight, who is still laughing. Mutt spends so much time with dogs... He's likely to bite your leg. Man, you're right. He gave his own mother rabies. Airtight shoots back. Oh, man. This meeting is out of hand. It's just out of hand, dude. Everyone laughs, even Spirit, who usually disapproves of rowdiness and being cruel to your friends. But the laughter stops immediately when Duke enters the briefing room. Time to get serious, guys, he says, rubbing a hand slowly through his short blonde hair and yanking a snake out of his chest i've got a small job for you what is the mission turn to page 20 now this is unnecessary 20. right because it's like we, we're not yeah. making choices here so why are we hopping around a lot of them artificially build that in like ooh, these kids they feel like they're doing something yeah i think that's to try to break up the monotony let's make them turn pages come on turn pages so they feel like there's a i mean in my yeah it's just kind of it's a little bit of a dirty trick because choose your own it adventures is. do have that you know occasionally thrown they in do. but i think yeah. that they threw it in as a mechanic where they're like i do want to have the action of moving around this book that that that's part of the fun sometimes i think like it's like oh hey we'll have them go back to the page but then by doing that they're like oh man you know they'll, they'll sneak that no choice kind of turn to page seven because they put themselves in that position where they have to this is more yeah. like ah make the kid make, make the kid hunt around a little yeah make him hunt come on duke switches on the slide projector because it's 1983 and a face <laughs> appears on the screen it is a face of a man with wavy hair white hair piercing blue eyes and a short cropped white mustache it's the one and only al garrison Ooh, okay. the man is dressed in a long white lab coat this is dr newton fitzsimmons duke says he's an australian scientist and this is dr fitzsimmons invention he clicks to the next slide it shows a small red metal device. It doesn't look like much, does it? But it's a heavy-duty machine. <laughs> I'm talking about Dr. Fitzsimmons, because he's ripped. <laughs> he's got two guns. <laughs> ba -bow! What is it exactly, Sarge, you ask? It's called the Star Raider. It's a nuclear anti-missile device, Duke answers. It can be launched from any kind of space satellite. You better believe that the boys in the Pentagon are real eager to see how this little beauty works. That's where we come in. We're going to really mess it up. <laughs> We're going to uh, borrow it from the scientist, Airtight asks. That's too simple, Duke says. <laughs> that wouldn't make for a convoluted book. We're not going to steal it. I wouldn't need you guys for that. Dang. 
No, it seems that the Defense Department Ooh. has invited Dr. F to Washington. He agreed to don't man, don't call him Dr. F. You're just that's just not good. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just all sorts of trouble there. Just, just Dr. Ben Simmons, please. Just, just yeah, not Dr. F. I guess you just, the stinking kids yeah. don't want to say the whole name. We're just going to change it to Dr. F. Listen, yeah. you already got me flopping around the book, going to page 20 for no reason. Yeah. I can say Fitzsimmons. You know what I mean? Come on. He's agreed to fly here and bring his plans for the Star Raider to show to the big boys at the Pentagon. Turn to page 21 or the next page. Yeah. And our job, you ask, being insufferable? <laughs> our job is to protect Dr. F again. What are we doing here? Uh, During his visit uh, to the U.S., Duke says, <laughs> "Yeah, you see... I've left out one little detail because I'm bad at these meetings. Cobra, it seems, knows about the Star Raider. And Cobra also knows about the doctor's visit to Washington. They know everything we know. My guess is they'll try something, anything, to get those plans for themselves. You look around the table at the G.I. Joe team that will, that will be with you on your mission. Snake Eyes, the silent master of the martial arts. Ripcord, the paratrooper. <laughs> Which one was the uh, prankster again? Was it was that Ripcord? No, I don't think so. It I was, think that uh, was Ripcord, wasn't it? Maybe, yeah. Ripcord, the guy that they all want to kill. I think it was. Blowtorch, the fire expert. Spirit, the soldier with the special skills of a Native American medicine man. We're not being <laughs> ethnically sensitive at all in this book. Airtight, whose specialty is warfare and whose hobby is practical jokes. Oh, that's the guy. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the one. Airtight. Uh, and Mutt, the feisty dog handler. Cobra should know better than to tangle with this group. <laughs> Duke oh presents you with two different plans for protecting Dr. Fitzsimmons and his invention. As strategy specialist for your team, you will have to decide which plan to put into operation. Turn to page four. Read both plans carefully. We just hopped around for right. no, no reason. Exactly. Reason. Four. Here we go. Why? No, wait, no, wait. This is our first real choice, technically. Technically, yes. So we have to go with the other choice here. Yes. Because last so time. Last time, yeah. yeah, first choice, we went to page 54. So we chose plan A last time. We did the plan A in full view. That was the, yeah, the parade in New York. How could that go yes. wrong? <laughs> yeah, like, like, how could it? Now so, we plan B. So let's do plan, plan B. B then. So, so we're going to go with plan B because last time we had read the book, uh, last time, uh, uh, so we, we, the humble narrators here, forced the choice in the beginning just so we don't have to re repeat the same potential, which happens sometimes when you redo these books if you're not careful. And yes. so this way we're going to get a different adventure through this. So I'm going to read plan B here. Plan B, the mountain retreat, to get the uh, object, object, to get Dr. Fitzsimmons to the most hidden secluded place possible background snake eyes snake eyes had the foresight to buy some real estate in this weird economy <laughs> owns yes. a small cabin in the high sierras where he goes to escape from the world with his pet wolf do you really have a pet wolf it's more of a companion really companion wolf there we go it is secret and secluded except we all know about it and as far <laughs> as he knows cobra is unaware of it Strategy, take Fitzsimmons directly from the plane to this hidden cabin in the mountains. Have the Defense Department officials meet with him there and see his plans. Then fly him back to Australia. Pretty straightforward. 
Yeah. He can be uh, the rationale. He can be gotten in and out of the country without Cobra ever knowing where he is. Also, the mountain cabin should be easy to defend against Cobra if Cobra should happen to locate Fitzsimmons. So here we go. We're going to force the choice. Plan B. Plan B, 62. Turn to page 62. There you go, sir. This is where where Lee takes over. All right. Going to plan. We're going with plan B. Plan B. Plan A. Plan A. Was it good? You look up into the purple and white Sierra Mountains. A large, graceful bird floats lazily above tall pine trees. The air is brisk and refreshing. It's beautiful, Spirit says quietly. But even scenery as beautiful as this can hide many dangers. What Spirit is trying to say is that this ain't no sightseeing tour. Let's get going, Blowtorch yells. So far, the mission has gone well. Dr. Fitzsimmons and his secret plans arrived at the airport right on time. From there, you and the Joe team ushered him into an unmarked jet and flew west. Now your convoy of Jeeps is about to begin the climb up the steep and narrow trail that winds towards Snake Eye's cabin in the mountains. You are armed with an M16 rifle, and Blowtorch has a trusty flamethrower in tow. But there are no signs of danger. The only sounds you hear as you give the signal to move up the trail are the whispers of the wind and the soft chirping of birds. Will your trip to the secluded cabin stay as peaceful? Go to page 63. Your jeeps climb the trail slowly but surely. Low scrub gives way to tall pine trees and twisting trail goes dark beneath them. What we're going gonna do up in the cabin while we're waiting for the generals to come, Airtight asks. All this nature stuff up here makes me nervous. Anyone bring a deck of cards? Wait, you hiss, gesturing for Airtight to be quiet. Ahead, you see a large boulder in the middle of the trail. That boulder didn't fall there, Spirit says, raising his rifle. It was put there, maybe to stop us. Suddenly, gunfire flares from the trees on both sides of the trail. Spirit was right. It's an ambush. <gasps> My, the worst kind of bush. <laughs> the ambush. When, when he asked for playing cards, I was going to be like, he's like, hush, look, there's a playing card tree right here. <laughs> right here, look at this. Cards <laughs> as, as the nine-year-old puts down his M16 rifle, <laughs> grabs the cards. Um, <laughs> Jesse. Uh, Jesse, unmarked, unmarked play. play. Yeah. Was my nickname in that ill-fated fashion design correspondence course. I took a 92. <laughs> exactly. Unmarked plane. That's the worst fashion oh. line. Unmarked plane. Just Unmarked sheets of plane. white paper hanging off of him. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. All right. You leap out of the Jeeps and hit the dirt. Mutt pulls Dr. Fitzsimmons out of the gunfire. Get down, Doc, he cries. We got us a little action here. Kaplow, 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 kaplow. <laughs> The mountain, the quiet. Yeah, is that how their lasers sound? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with that. The quiet mountain air is filled with automatic weapons fire. You can see your foes advancing through the thick pine trees, firing their weapons. Cobra soldiers, or as they as they are in the cartoon, cannon fodder. Right. <laughs> They've got you outnumbered by at least five to one. We got to clear out one side so we can get into the woods. Airtight yells, blasting into the trees with an M16. There are too many of them. We're safe. <laughs> yeah. There, there are too many of them. We're safer here by the Jeeps. Ripcord yells, heaving a grenade at the group of Cobras. Ooh. As strategy. Oh, here we go. We're, we're going to jump in and fix this. As strategy specialists, you have to choose which is the better plan. 
So do we stay by the Jeeps, turn to page 27, or do we try to get into the woods, page 52? So let us know in the chat, do we stay by the Jeeps, or do we try to get into the woods? <laughs> Jesse, there's too many trees. What? Shoot them. <laughs> so Jesse says shoot them. <laughs> get into the woods. Why wouldn't you? Oh, my. So it's getting to the woods. What page was that? 52. I think that's you, Eddie. All right, here we go. 52. I'm feeling not blue. blue. Not blue. <laughs> I'm feeling blue like like blow up. Let's do this. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Airtight is right. He isn't just being reckless this time, you yell. We're sitting ducks here in the middle of the road. Let's clean out the woods, Airtight yells. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Jesse was Brings right. Out his- Breaks out his chainsaw. <laughs> Airtight yells, jumping up and running into the woods. His M16 blazing. Crazy fool! He blowtorch yells, but he might, but he's right behind Airtight. His deadly th- flamethrower spinning in all directions, <laughs> lighting oh, every man. tree on, <laughs> on fire. fire. <laughs> The rest of the Joe team follows them into the trees. Nothing. That's a smart weapon to have in the middle of a forest. It really is. Oh, of course. It is. Atta- attacking with rifles and grenades. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? <laughs> or I'll just be like, AK, 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 AK. The Cobras don't retreat a step. They know they have you outnumbered. Whoosh. <laughs> That's a lot of O's in that whoosh. (laughs) (laughs) The underbrush in front of you bursts into flames as Blowtorch goes to work. That should push him back a bit, he cries, as he lights himself on fire. (laughs) Starts a giant forest fire. Millions of acres were burned. (laughs) As he burns down every home in that mountain. Mountain area. But But there are too many of them. You soon see that you cannot win this battle. You look around. You put the gun in your mouth. Sorry. (laughs) You look around. Wonder if anybody's watching. (laughs) We can't win this one, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Can't take it anymore. Oh, no. It's the worst ending. It's the Ric Flair of flamethrowers. That's what Jesse just threw. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Woo! Oh, man. Sunday morning. But there are too many of them. You soon see that you cannot win this battle. You look around. <laughs> Go, Joe. <laughs> Go, Joe. Oh, man. Where can you retreat? Then suddenly you hear guns blasting from behind the Cobras. Someone else has entered the battle. It's Dr. Ooh. F with his shoulder-mounted rocket. Cannons. <laughs> Page 53. The Cobras spin around and begin firing in the other direction. Now they are being attacked from both sides. You peer through the trees as you advance against the Cobras to see who the new combatants are. Destro? Destro, you cry. Is Destro really going up against Cobra? He usually works with them. Yes, it's Destro, the notorious weapons supplier and a band of mercenaries. Can't trust those mercs. They'll do whatever they want. Exactly. You just got to pay them off. Of course. It makes sense to tell yourself. Destro would love to get get hold of the plans for the Star Raider. Then he could sell them to the highest bidder. 
you decide to use this opportunity to get Dr. Fitzsimmons to safety. I mean, less danger. Let's start there first. Yeah, just to do less. Let's not call that safety yet, man. Yeah, yeah. Let them battle it out. You call to the Joe team. Let's get your nine. Your nine. I just. Wow. <laughs> your nine. Let them battle it out. You call to the Joe team. Remember, there's an illustration that shows you standing there and you're literally like a little kid. Like, yeah. Let's get Dr. F, once again, don't do that, up to the uh, cabin. As the co- That line can be taken out of context a lot. <laughs> let's, get <laughs> let's get Dr. F up. To- <laughs> oh, you're right. That could go. That can be taken way out of context. Hey, everybody, take that line and try to sneak it in a normal conversation this week. Whoever gets the best reaction from their uh, friends or coworkers wins a thousand YouTube bucks. Yes. Redeemable at many fine retailers as soon as you find them. You start you start your meeting tomorrow at work. You're like, hey, guys, before we get going, I suggest maybe we uh, let's get Dr. F up to the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> just let it go from there. <laughs> just see what happens. Just lob that one out and just see where it goes. Uh, oh, man. As the Cobras and Destro soldiers trade fire, you and the others make your way up, to, uh, up the trail. Dr. F is shaken but unharmed. <laughs> sorry snake eyes unlocks the door to the small cabin and locks it behind you once everyone is inside but it isn't much of a fortress you realize <laughs> it's like a total yeah. cabin like we thought wow. he's uh, we're, we're really bright strategy specialists we're, we're... and whoever wins this fight in the woods will soon be coming after dr f should you radio the pit for backup help the backup might not reach you in time or should you prepare the cabin for an all-out battle? Soak it in gasoline and light it on fire. <laughs> Blowtorch, kill us all. <laughs> so, prepare the cabin. Turn to page 37 with A-team music. Or radio for help. Turn to page 8. There we go, everybody. Right. To prepare Let the cabin. The chat. Prepare the cabin or radio for help. All right. Well, we wouldn't be in this situation, Eddie, if we had your favorite G.I. Joe character here, Shipwreck. 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 Yeah, just solid. Right? Right there. He Shipwreck every time. He has a and he always makes him feel dumb too. He's like, Hey guys. Yeah. You're yeah. a bunch of morons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man, did you love those cards on the back of the G.I. Joe? Loved them. Figures? Those bios. Yeah. Oh man, you go to the store and you just look at those. Oh yeah, it's been hours. The handful of GI Joes I had, you'd cut them out and put them in a little, like a little, a little like a, like a recipe holder, and you'd be like, "Oh man, yes. I gotta pull the file. I gotta pull the file up on shipwreck here." Ah, yeah. there it is. Aha! Look at that. Oh, you know, prepare the that, cabin. He says, "Prepare the cabin." So we have to fire this one up to to. In 1972. As they prepare the cabin. Oh yeah. They're all getting the cabin ready. Yeah. Yep. We're going to do the building montage where we're building stuff. And... Dig that trench. That's right. Secure Stop that door. Make that Burmese tiger trap. That'll kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. We need a Burmese tiger stat. <laughs> Someone give me a tiger. <laughs> it shows a um, uh, blowtorch lighting stuff on fire. Not yet, yeah. blowtorch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, the 80s build it, the fix it montage. The get, it prepared, so get it prepared montage. Yes. So that's what we do when you brainstorm at your meeting on Monday. Exactly. Get your 18 music ready. 
Oh yeah, you're like, here it is, you're like, I suggest we get Dr. F up to the cabin. Alright. Uh, so we're turning to, so we're gonna prepare the cabin, sir, page 37. Backup forces would never get here in time, even in Sky Strikers. Hmm. Not, not sure what that is. That's, that's another GI. It's another GI Joe character. Oh, okay, okay. Ripcord says, "You're right. You agree. We've got to fight it out right here in this cabin." I really must apologize for all the trouble I've caused. Doctor Fitzsimmons says sadly, shaking his head. Actually, it's our fault. The strategy yeah. specialist for not knowing how to handle how these this, situations. How is this your fault, man? Don't blame yourself. Blame this kid. Yes. All in a day's work, Blowtorch says, looking for a good place to set up his flamethrower. I don't mean to put down your cabin here, Snake Eyes, Mutt says, looking around the small bear room, but this isn't exactly the safest place to defend ourselves. I think we ought to set up out in the woods. At least we can hide behind trees out there. A few grenades and this place will look like it was never here. We've got good cover and four walls to protect us here, Ripcord says. Out in the woods, we're too vulnerable. As here we go, we're going to bring our mind to this the situation. As right. strategy specialist, you've got to decide where to prepare for battle. So let us know in the chat here: should we prepare for battle in the cabin or in the woods? Let us know where we should go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again, uh, again. <laughs> what are we going to do? All right, Hannibal. I love it when a plan comes together. I know. <laughs> Kick open the coffin and we're in a wedding dress. <laughs> oh, yes, I forgot about that. Oh, man, that's great. I just love how the fact that we're nine and we've just botched this whole thing up. I think we really need to, as a strategy specialist, we need to know how Cobra's figuring all this stuff out. We've got a, a leak, a mole problem or something at, at Joe Command Center. I mean, literally, I mean, not to, you know, look at the last episode, but this is exactly how the last mission went down. We went in with this intel that we had, and it was like, oh, psych, the intel was wrong. That was literally the whole plot syn synopsis. It's like, yes. Cobra has no idea. And they're like, surprise, we did have an idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like and they it's know like, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're just bad. We're like, we're not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, somebody's just, just leaving files. They're, they're going to the bar and just leaving files on the, the, the counter there or something. I don't know. That's what it is. You know who I think it is? I really do think it's Duke. He's like, guys, I just got out of a meeting with Cobra. I told him everything. Anyway. Let's get yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. feel like this isn't going the way we should. So Jesse is telling us to go in the woods. Man, the woods? I thought we had it safe in the cabin. <laughs> okay. 82. That's not. 82. Going to the cabin. We'll be safer right. in the woods, you decide. You know, like last time. When like we last ran time. away from the yeah. woods <laughs> our, our, we're like oh for three for decisions at least it'll be harder for them to surround us out there you know like it was hard <laughs> for them to surround us last time five minutes ago <laughs> five minutes ago when destro our our sworn enemy helped us out <laughs> i'm gonna climb a tree and drop pine cones on their heads airtight announces much shoots him in the head with his revolver <laughs> <laughs> we can't say have the stupidity here. <laughs> yeah. You're killing us, airtight. Oh, Perhaps we should stick with our sniper rifles and flamethrowers, you suggest. That's like your little, like, yeah. Well done, buddy. Yeah. 
Yeah, we ain't job. exactly roughing it here, Ripcord says, smiling. He opens a cabinet and pulls out some expensive, explosive devices. I'm sure they're expensive, too. Expensive. I'm sure they're not yeah. cheap. Yeah. Explosive devices. We can set up a few mines out by the path. This might shake them up a bit. You begin to set up for battle, using the tall pines and low shrubs as cover. Blowtorch sets up his flamethrower. That's all he can do. <laughs> yeah, that's all he's got. You ready your grenades, whatever that means. Airtight and Spirit set up the landmines a few hundred yards down the trail. Dr. Fitzsimmons watches everything from his hiding place behind a thick evergreen tree. This is What could go wrong? Yeah. Hey, we got company, Spirit yells at the as he and Airtight come running back to the cover of trees. Turn to page 23. I know, the illusion love. of choice. Kids will love it. They'll love going all over this book. Cobra jeeps pull into view. Destro and his mercenaries must have lost the battle. Oh, man. The uh. jeep stops just a few feet in front of the landmines. Airtight shakes his head in disappointment. The crimson and blue uniformed cobras leap from their vehicles and, weapons in hand, attack the cabin. The sound of their rifle fire echoes off the mountainside. Great, you cry. They think we're in the cabin. Let them have it from behind. Once again, just don't say that out of context. Just don't say it yeah. out of context. Yeah. <laughs> Get Dr. F to the cab. Dr. F's going to the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> Let them have it from Let behind. Let them have it from behind. <laughs> what? Uh, what? You open a barrage of gunfire. Blowtorch's flamethrower blows up one of their jeeps. I thought stuff, it just lit stuff on fire. That's what I um, thought. Cobras drop to the ground. Their cries of surprise, their death cries, almost drown out the roar of the weapons. They spin away from the cabin and turn their fire on you, but you are spread out in the woods. Not an easy target. Another cobra drops. Then it <laughs> the drops. Death cries. Another cobra drops. We're killing cobras out here, dude. Whoa. Then another. We're killing cobras Ooh, all over the place. This is fun, Airtight yells on a, on a, on a murder, murder spree. Heaving a grenade that takes out another jeep. But now that the element of surprise is gone, the tide of battle begins to turn. You're outnumbered by at least three to one, and Cobra bullets are beginning to find their targets. We're losing Joes here. Uh -oh. 40, turn losing to be 42. Right I thought we were doing so well. No. We're not going to make it at this rate, Ripcord says to you, crawling behind the shrub you're shooting from. I just thought of something. Airtight has already suggested pine cones, you say, firing off another round. I hope you've got something better in mind. Man, we're snarky. Yes. Airtight has already suggested... Oh, yeah. I've got two rocket packs in the cabin. Why'd you leave them what? in the cabin, bro? What, what are you Why doing? are they in the cabin? Why are they in the cabin? Come on, Airtight. And there are a few explosives left in the cabinet. If Airtight and I could get into the cabin and get that stuff, we could fly up over the, these cobra clowns and drop a little surprise on them. You'll never make it to the cabin. Too risky, you say, as a grenade explodes a few yards to your right. We might make it. It's worth a try, Ripcord says eagerly. You've got to... <laughs> I've really... I'm world-weary, and I don't have the strength to kill myself, but I'll die in battle. <laughs> I'd rather die in battle. Exactly. exactly. You've got to decide what to do. You've got to make a good decision here. Airtight and Ripcord are too valuable to lose. These are human beings. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, 
tell him it's too risky and continue fighting Cobra from the ground. Turn to page 13. Let Airtight and Ripcord try to get to the rocket packs. Turn to page 66. Why do we keep going to the cabin? Because... I know. Jesse's like, why did... You mean the cabin we were just in? So our strategy, yeah. hear me out, is we're in the woods. We run to the cabin. We're in the cabin. We're like, forget this cabin. If you will, Dr. F this cabin. And we're going to get out and go back into the forest. Mm-hmm. But wait, now we're going to be like, wait, I know what we should do. We should go back in the cabin. Back to the cabin. <laughs> Again, we're the strategy specialist. I think we flunked strategy specialist <laughs> correspondence course. Could you imagine if you were like, here's my strategy, guys. Forest, cabin. Forest, cabin, again. And then after that, I don't know. If any of us are alive after that, then maybe try to win. Then we win. Jesse says, get to the rockets. Get to the rockets. Page 66. Okay, go to it, you say grimly. Have a good flight. (laughs) Airtight signals to Ripcord, and the two of them begin making their way through the low shrubs to the cabin, dodging machine gun bullets and rifle fire. A few seconds later, they run out of the cover of the woods and into the front of the cab. Four cobras run out to meet them. Ripcord blasts one with his rifle, knocks one in the stomach with the rifle butt. A cloud of smoke from the brush fire started by the flamethrower rises into you, and you can't see what happens next. Two cobras attack you, leaping over the bush that provided your cover. You fight them off, taking a punch in the ribs before finishing Ooh. them. You roll away from the two cobras and look toward the cabin. Did Ripcord and Airtight make it inside? You can't see them. Turn to page 70. Hey, those are the biggest robins I've ever saw, Blowtorch yells. You look up from the ground to see Ripcord and Airtight high in the air in their orange rocket packs. They made it. Broom, broom. They drop the deadly explosives before the Cobras can react. Then they fly higher to escape the Cobra bullets that fill the sky. Broom, broom. Smoke fills the woods and you begin to choke. <laughs> you can't see. The Cobra guns are silent now. Will Airtight and Ripcord make it back? Yes. You hear the soft hiss of their rocket packs as your two courageous friends land. Now the mountain is silent. Turn to page 43. All right. All over the place on this one. So our plan may have worked. Let's find out. When the smoke clears, you see a few wounded cobras fleeing down the trail. You look over to the tree where Dr. Fitzsimmons was hiding. He smiles back at you, a trembling, question, trembling, questioning smile. You give him the okay sign. Man, that's the only way to fly, Ripcord says. Where'd everyone go? Airtight asks with a grin. Looks like we've chased him off, you say. And look over there, Snake Eyes. Your cabin is still standing. You don't have much time to celebrate your victory. An army helicopter hovers overhead. A few seconds later, it lands in the clearing in front of the cabin, and the Pentagon general climbs out. You introduce the generals to Dr. Fitzsimmons. Well, doctor, it's a pleasure to see everything running like clockwork for a change, one of the generals beams. Yes, like clockwork, Dr. Fitzsimmons says. He gives you a grin and a salute and follows the generals into the cabin. The Wow! Whoa! 
we're back in the cabin <laughs> again. <Hey>. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so cabin, <laughs> woods, cabin, woods, cabin, woods, woods, cabin, cabin. <laughs> wow oh let's let's find a storyline where it's just woods and cabin and then we'll just go back and forth the kids will love it uh yeah clockwork i wouldn't i don't know this clockwork was this part of the plan there's like yeah. 50 dead cobras out here guy <laughs> yeah and then we almost died and we started a forest fire most likely right right yeah someone's dead someone yeah. some civilian is out there like why gi joe why why my house my house go joe <laughs> Yo, my house, yo. my house, my dreams. Yeah, Go so on. this could be a GI Joe PSA where a kid's about to just throw a match, you know, uh, uh, just carelessly on the ground. Blowtorch comes out and just uses a flamethrower. If you're going to start a forest fire, do it like this. Hey, hey kid, you're doing it all wrong. And they're like, <laughs> do the GI Joe PSA is like this guy's like, oh my god, guys, I I worked hard and saved money and bought my dream house in the mountains, and Blowtorch came and burned it down. Hey, kids, fire insurance is a real thing. You should really buy fire insurance. G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, man. It's your fault for oh, not having the proper insurance coverages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, find your fate. This one, oh, by the way, we need to give props to Carl. Carl's the one that gave us this book. So thanks to Carl, the goat kicker. I'll to... put a link in the show notes for his stuff. Yeah, also, please do. The goat writer podcast. <laughs> As well. writer podcaster comic collector i mean he that he's a man of many 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 so, hats he does it all he does this indeed. one is your code name is jonah by edward packard the creator of choose jonah venture and then paul granger is the artist him and paul did a lot of artwork together you can definitely tell his artwork style it's just pretty synonymous with a lot of edward packard's books so yeah we're holding to the rainbow in this theme. one holding to the yeah. rainbow theme they have a, a nice uh little blue rainbow going around the uh the whale there as it's diving in oh, the water yeah yeah you're right they could not yeah. like they loved doing those like jesse's the art teacher i don't know the exact uh word they have for that where it's like bands of color that don't blend into each other they're just like hard lines yeah uh, but but like that is like they all these covers they they're like is there a way we can work a rainbow into this <laughs> he's like okay i got uh, a vampire i've got uh, a, a wagon how can good. i put some rainbows on this good i'm picturing earth tone rainbows earth tone <laughs> you know brown red orange yellow don't blend the colors make sure there's hard definitive lines so that they look lines. like bands of color just go <laughs> yeah they're called stripes that's right jesse says called, what's the fancy art term for the... <laughs> they're called nice. stripes that's funny um the technical term is stripes code name is jonah they're going straight into some some biblical references here i believe yes and well, with a whale as we'll, yeah as we'll find it's a this is more of a spy book Oh, 1980. I forgot. This one is really old. This is one of the yeah. number, oh, number six in the series. That's why. I was going to say, I okay. think it's single digits. I remember seeing yeah. this one a lot. Yeah, this one's a popular one. All right. Code name is Jonah. I'll start this you one out start since you started one? the other one. Yep. Yeah, man. Six levels below. So this is going to have a lot of similarities to the, uh, the G.I. Joe one, I think. Six levels below the White House lawn, commonly known as the pit. Oh, wait. Wrong book. 
pit. Oh, wait. Pit. In Annex U36, you lean back Ooh. in the big red leather chair in the office of J.J. Oberd, Director of Special Intelligence Group. He glares at you through steel-rimmed glasses from behind a massive oak desk and taps his black briar pipe on the rim of a crystal bowl. Have you ever heard the sounds of the humpback whales, Obert asks? They're like organ music, beautiful and eerie. Uh-huh, he replied. That's, I like how the best we can come up was, uh-huh, uh-huh. not yes, cool, or Whatever. correct. You bore me. <laughs> Obert picks up the letter from his desk. From Dr. Claude Dumont in Boston to the President of the United States. Dear Mr. President, while tracking humpback whales near Bermuda last month, we recorded whale songs of a type we have never heard before. The whales have a secret, and the new whale song is the key. We are analyzing it with our computer. I'll advise you of our findings as soon as possible. Respectfully yours, Claude Dumont, Director, of C- Director Center for Marine Studies. If Dumont is correct, Obert says, it's important us to learn the meaning of the new whale song before anyone else does for one thing it would help us find where these whales go when they disappear what do you mean you ask ober chews on his pipe before explaining at a time before explaining at a time when there should be lots of humpback whales off greenland where they migrate in the summer seem to disappear completely since they can only stay underwater for 30 minutes we have a mystery where do they go do you want me to go up to Boston and talk to DeMont, you ask? Obed, Obard fastens his eyes upon you as he pauses to light his pipe. I'm afraid your assignment will be more difficult than that, he says. DeMont has been missing for 36 hours. We believe he has been kidnapped by KGB agents led by someone known as Double Eye. Obard He's got two of them. <laughs> He's got two eyes? What? What? <laughs> Obert pushes a folder across the desk. You pick it up and read a report of how the day before last Dumont met with Professor Hans Klein, who agreed to help prepare the computer program that would be used in studying the new whale song. After meeting, Dumont told Klein he was going straight home. He never made it. Mm-hmm. We've booked you on the next plane to Boston, Obert says as he put the report back on the desk. A helicopter is waiting to take you to the airport. Find Dumont. Find the whale song tape. Your mission is top priority. Your code name is Jonah. Title drop. An hour and 20 minutes later, your 727 Stratojet touches down at Logan International Airport in Boston. You know that Dr. Hans Klein is the key man in the case. Perhaps you should see him first. On the other hand, the scientists at the Center for Marine Studies surely have been following Dumont's work closely. There's a good chance they have important information about the humpback whales. If you visit Dr. Hans Klein, turn to page four. If you visit the Center for Marine Studies, turn to page six. So Dr. Klein or Marine Studies. You like how clean this is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Back to that. I feel like in some ways, some of those other books that tried to kind of uh, emulate Choose Your Own Adventure, they tried to get a little cute with the format, you know? Yeah. It's like, and I get it, man. Play with it, see what works. But somehow sure. it just feels like disjointed. It's like, ah, 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 ah. you know, there's a, there's almost this like elegance to this style, you know? Yes. Well, 
and it's early in the series and it's by the guy that created it so he knew yeah. how to keep it clean simple easy yep. but yeah you're right they yep. tried to change something that didn't need to be changed right so. it's like dude just oh. do that and they're like anyway klein yeah klein. page four here we go fashion icon <laughs> Dr. Klein receives you at his ivy-covered brick house overlooking the Charles River in Cambridge. After checking your identity, he invites you into his study. Dumont was on the verge of a great discovery, he claims, as soon as you are both seated. We were using my computer to analyze the new whale song, but I can't do it without Dumont. I'll be glad to play the tape for you. The phone rings before you have a chance to reply. Klein answers it and beckons you over. I mean, listening to it's not going to help us out a whole lot. It's going to sound a lot of like, you know, woo, wee, no. Yeah. You know, you know, the sounds that Jesse makes. Yeah, you won't know what they're saying anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why do your underwear say Calvin on them? Calvin Klein. Why do you keep yes. calling me Calvin? Calvin. <laughs> um, Back to the future reference there, folks. There you go. Uh, the phone rings before you have a chance to reply. Klein answers it and beckons you over. It's Mr. Obert. Obard? Obert? How are we going? Is it Obert? Yeah. Obert? That's how calling, I said it. I don't know if that's... Calling from... Yeah. We'll go with Obert. Calling from Washington. Sorry to bother you, Obert says, but this may be important. A Cessna 323 executive jet landed in Halifax an hour ago. Like, they're getting real specific with the details. And it's like, I just know. tell me, a plane landed, bro. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if I was telling you, like, Lee, I'm catching a 747Q9 passenger jet with, <laughs> with a, fuel liner with a great, fuel liner engines. With red stripes on the side. You're like, cool, man. So a plane. Uh, You're like, yeah. Plane, yeah. Be <laughs> simple, I guess. Landed in Halifax an hour ago. What the Halifax? What on the board was <laughs> a K KGB agent named Anton Rudriska, right? Rude, no, Rudnitska, Rudnitska, who is posing as a businessman. He has been tracking Dumont, and we have been following him. He was met at the Halifax airport and driven to a seaside farmhouse. There's a motorboat, motorboat anchored in the cove nearby. We're pretty sure that Rudnitska, Nitska, plans to use it to get to a Russian submarine. Oh, those, oh, those Russians can't uh. trust them. <laughs> you may want to go, go up there right away. This may lead us to Dumont. You may catch the afternoon plane if you hurry. This is the trifecta choice. See, the elegance. Oh, yes. If you stay and ask Klein to play the whale song tapes, turn to page seven. If you take the first plane to Halifax to track down Anton Raudnitska, turn to page eight. If you go to Boston FBI to check out their files on Dr. Claude Dumont, turn to page nine. Wow, seven, eight, nine, just right in a row. Seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight, nine. Once again, elegance. They're not yeah. like, if you want this, turn to page 102. You want this, turn to page two. You want to turn to this, turn to page negative four, 497. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just so simple. Yeah, I like how they they uh, are very detailed on the, the submarine and the, the plane. He lays out the, the story very, very easily. It's very descriptive, he does. I guess. He does. He does. Jesse's right, though. We do meet like a whole lot of new information in this one page. We're like, yeah, Russian spy, Boston, submarines, planes, Cessnas. whale songs, <laughs> whales. It's oh, like, all oh, crammed in there at once. My nine year old brain. 
I'm only nine. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing Turbo Teen on the cartoon on Saturday yeah. morning cartoons right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Grab my Fruit Loops. That's okay, Jesse says, go to Halifax. Halifax. What the Halifax? All right, page eight. You promptly take leave, Klein, inhale a cab, and head for the airport. It will be dark when you reach Halifax. You'll have to stay overnight in a hotel, rent a car, and head out to the farmhouse in the morning. While waiting for your plane, you learn that a storm is expected. High winds and six to eight foot waves are predicted for the next couple of days. Also rough for Doc Routnowski to put to sea. You'll have time to close in on him. Turn to page 10. A few hours later, you land at Halifax Airport, pick up your baggage, and walk outside into the cold, misty night. As you wait for a cab to take you to the, lo the Lord Dunbar Hotel, a black Ford drives up. A well-tailored young woman steps out and walks up to you. Jonah, she gestures with her hand Ooh. and indicating that she wants you to get inside the car. Obard must have gotten in touch with a Canadian intelligent officer and asked them to provide you with assistance. But he never mentioned anything about Canada, did he? No. Huh. Okay. They're just we're just making assumptions in our nine-year-old mind. Huh. Yep. She must be Canadian. <laughs> huh. She doesn't look Druish. Like space balls. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. As you step forward to get in the car, you exchange glances with the driver, a heavy set man with a cap pulled down over his forehead. He smiles at you. The woman knows your code name. So you have no reason to doubt that she is on your side. Yet, for some reason, you feel suspicious. Maybe you're just getting jumpy from being in the business too long. Mm. If you get in the car, turn to page 24. If you decide to step back and ask a few questions, turn to page 25. Uh -oh. So do we get in the car or do we ask questions? Let us know in the chat. That is a hallmark too. It seems like of these like spy ones where they're like, yeah. there's like a lot of like other things. Like there's the main narrative, like whales, man. Where's the whale? <laughs> Where's the whales? It's like, <laughs> it's like, or you could roll the dice and eat that Jello cup. It's like I guess yeah. I'll eat the Jello cup. I'm hungry. <laughs> Jello cup. It's like what the whales Jello cup. Not seeing the connection, but we're just gonna we're throw gonna it out ask, there. We're gonna ask some questions. We're not just gonna climb yes. into someone's car. And is yeah, that the guy so... who's smiling at us right now, by the way? Is this the guy? No. Oh, thanks. yeah. Ooh, yeah. I forgot it. Well, yeah. That guy. Uh, you never get in a car with a guy like that. No. So like, ask nah. some questions. My 80s sensibilities are telling me to, to back off. Yeah, I watch a lot of PSAs. I know better. <laughs> All right, 25. Any guys with hat? 25. You step back and study the woman closely. Out of the corner of your eye, you notice a man in a black raincoat approaching. You whirl and run toward the entrance to the airport, then dash for a taxi and jump in. Ooh. Wow, we didn't stop to ask any questions, really. No, I don't think we asked anything. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the Lord Dunbar Hotel, you tell the driver. He accelerates down the airport access road while you watch out the rear window. The Ford is following. Can you shake that car behind us, you ask? I don't know, but I'll give it a try. I've always liked a good race, said the guy we've known for four <laughs> milliseconds. Yeah. He accelerates, then makes a screaming turn, doubling back on a side road. You hear the screeching of brakes behind you as the Ford tries to stay on your trail. Your car gathers speed. If we can 
across McCurdy Avenue before the light changes. They'll never get us, the driver says. You glance at the speedometer. It's quivering at 65 miles an hour, the fastest speed in Whoa. 1982. 82, yeah. The light is changing. McCurdy Avenue is about 100 yards away. Now the light is yellow. The car ahead of you is braking to stop. The black Ford is gaining from behind. Cross traffic is beginning to move as the light changes. You don't see how your driver can make the crossing, but that may be your only chance. If you tell the driver to get to gun it, turn to page 46. If you tell him to hit the brakes, turn to page 40. Wow. I love this one has a lot of choices. A lot like of choices. Call Proof Rock and Schmidt. <laughs> Where are those guys? What I love about it is Proof Rock and Schmidt. If they had a logo, it'd be P P S P O F P O. Yes, exactly. They probably hired the the strategy specialist from the last book, Proof Rock and Schmidt. They did. It's like, how up. should we do this? <laughs> what you do is you go in the forest. If that doesn't work, go in yeah. the cabin. When you're yeah. in the cabin, go back in the forest, and then go back in the cabin again one more time, and then go back in the forest. In the forest. <laughs> Gun it, well, gun, gun it. it gun. That's the second track off of our our uh, Gun It album. That's our uh, yeah, our title track, Gun It from our album, Gun It, Gun It. Uh, with the uh, oh with no, the it's uh, no, I think it's next to the uh, the track called Go Into the Woods, Know the Cabin. Yep, this All the right. see, no, no, I meant the cabin with the yeah, uh, the secret track at the end being uh, Doctor F. <laughs> that's the name of the song. Dr. Ed. <laughs> All right. Dr. Page 46. Beat the light, you shout. The driver steps on the gas, racing through the intersection against the red light. You see a huge gray truck bearing down. It tries to swerve. Ooh. Watch it, you shout. The driver turns sharply. The, we're, we're a backseat driver, aren't we? We're, like, we, we're telling him how to drive, bro. The driver turns sharply, and the truck roars by, catching the back of your car and sending it into a terrifying spin. You double up on the floor. In the instant before blacking out, you are flung widely against the front seat. The moment you wake up, you know you're in the hospital. And, you, and you've been here for quite a while because J.J. Obard is looking down at you. Your cab driver is standing next to him, his arm in a sling and a bandage around his head. Sorry, Jonah. It looks like you're out of the operation. Obard says, take it easy and get well. We'll need you again before long, I'm sure. By the way, you haven't been introduced to your cab driver, Anton Renauniska. You look up with surprise at the smiling bandaged man. He's really working for us, Obert says. Thank the Lord. A nurse walks into the room. Sorry, she says. The patient has to rest. We'll tell you about what happened when you're feeling better, Obert says. He waves goodbye and beckons Renauska to come with him. You realize you need a lot more rest, and in a few minutes, you're asleep, listening in a dream to the haunting songs of the humpback whales. The end. It's kind of a, a lame ending, but we didn't That's even get started. No. <laughs> like, go here, go here, get in the car, run away. Oh, God, we got in a car accident. We got in a car yeah. accident. That's the story. Yeah, you know that's the only thing that happened. Is we, that's the thing oh, man, you, you come great. across illustrations where yeah. you're like, "Well, that's the good thing about this one. This 40. one has forty different endings." Yeah, forty different endings on this one. So this one's got a lot of meat in it. Possibly, where, we can just find it. We've we've had enough right here. We're like, that's it. 
<laughs> we're done. We're, we're in our cabin. We're not leaving. It's in the cabin. Let's find one more. No, we're what, never I, what I like about these illustrations is that you see these things and you're like, man, I want to figure out how I get to that. I know. And there's no way to really tell. You really can't fall uh, backtrack it on this, what was so intriguing. And Paul Granger, I think, is a great illustrator. I kind of like his work. It's it's fun. Yeah. But, you know, uh, but we'll try this one again. Quint it's quintessential choose your own adventure. I mean, it really is. And yeah, I don't, because he did the artwork for the first first few books. You know, Chimney Rock, Who Killed yeah. Harlow Thrombe, all the yeah. kind of iconic ones. He's even got like a little technical drawing here. He's like, do you do you take path A? Oh, and it wow. shows you like where to go. Like, I oh, that's that. awesome. Kind of like on U, uh, UFO uh, four fifty one, where it has the cutout of the ship and just yep, yeah, yep. Those so just good. grab the imagination of of nine year old Eddie, right? Oh, dude, they do. Everybody, I love it so much, and we gotta love Jesse. <laughs> Going back and forth to the cabin is half the battle. Half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> and also, remember, oh, kids, man. never tell your cabbie to gun it. Gun it. <laughs> do it. Break all the laws. Break. I don't care. <laughs> and then you're as as you it's funny in this story as you told him to gun it then you're like watch out for that truck like you told me to gun it what do you, you want me to, to do? gun it bro after we gun it what it's whatever it's, it's over dude we're yeah. gunning it yeah. <laughs> oh man that was fun that was super fun <laughs> but we'll try this one again in two weeks but uh go to youchoosepodcast.com we've got the old episodes all the different ways you can get in touch with us you know, let us know what you what you want to want to read, yeah. And we'll try to make it happen. I think I forgot. Uh, I'll have to pull it up next time. But we had some comments in the, in about the podcast earlier, so I apologize for that. But we'll try to catch it next time and do shout yeah. outs for people. You but, talking about shout outs? Yeah. That's our first new t- new new time slot. I mean, we've been on Thursdays. Uh, let's see. When we when we started, we were on what what nights were we originally? <sighs> Fr- uh, it was Friday. Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. It was Tuesday yeah. night. Uh, I think it was Tuesdays. Yeah. Tuesday night, and then we switched to Thursday, and we'll be at Sunday nights or Sunday mornings for the next couple Sunday months. Morning. But oh, I kind of like Thursday. We'll, we'll try to get back there. But anyway. Yeah. No worries. We'll get back to We'll do what we got to do. Um, oh, and I and we have we have merch. So if you go to youchoosepodcast.com, there's a link in there for merch, T-shirts, mugs, water bottles, phone cases whatever i try not to shill too much but you know hey check it hey. out hey hey i'll probably get a, a cell phone case for myself uh we got lots of stickers too yeah uh and as far as stickers go too if you uh you know come and see us i mean we got we'll keep things announced but uh you had gone to a mini convention in lincoln nebraska about a month ago um yep we're yep. hopefully going to be able to do another one of those uh getting into the autumn so stay tuned uh for announcements for that but if you catch us in the wild you can get some free some some free stickers. Definitely. Definitely. And lots anyway. lots of high fives. <laughs> so all right. Well, hey, appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for listening. And until Thank next you. time, you choose the adventure. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you, everybody. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you took the time to hear what we have to say. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And until next time, you choose the adventure.